We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online step by step and it's completely free. Hi and welcome to episode 44, Setting Up Your Brand Part 2. And I'll be talking to you about uh, self-confidence. Yeah, so in episode 43, we started talking about setting up your brand. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that one, maybe go back and uh, have a listen because there's uh, important parts uh, that will follow on to in this episode. So in the last episode, we discussed the ideas, the naming, the logos and the colours of your brand. So with fonts, just like colors, font styles can take on different meanings and feelings. So you really want to choose fonts that work well together, that they suit the style of your brand, you know, whether it's modern or traditional. Um, You know, you want to avoid any fonts that are hard to read. And basically selecting fonts which are good for displaying on screen on your website, um, on mobile, you know, and basically any device. So there are some fonts which don't display very well. And you can actually, if you Google for a list of fonts which display and read well, you'll, you'll get a small list of, um, of the ones that are, that are the best and are used by most websites. And it's best to stick with that rather than going something sort of extreme and, and different. There's a reason why people use certain fonts uh, and you want, you want your information to be able to be read clearly and not, you know, your you user experience to be good. So, so that's important. You should also aim to select two fonts, okay? So one would be to use in your headings and one is in the main body of your text. And that provides a little bit of uh, variety and interest uh, and helps highlight the headlines and the headings um, versus the main body of your text. Obviously, your body text, you want it to be very readable. Your headlines, they can be a bit more creative because they're only effectively one sentence or a very short sentence. So the main body of your text, it's important to really ensure that you've chosen a a font which is really readable. Once you've got all of the items together, like your naming, your logo, your colors and your fonts, what we suggest you do is put together what's called a branding board. Okay, so that's basically one spot where all of your information um, gets put together. So it might be that you just simply open up a Word document and you type out, you know, a bit of Latin and and you, you change that to suit your certain fonts that you've chosen. Um, you, you know, paste some colors in there, some blocks of colors um, that you've chosen. Um, and also include those images, you know, those branding images that we talked about in episode 43, you know, that represent your brand. So they, you know, they could be the environmental, the people, you know, the different seasons. So all of that stuff gives a look and a feel for your brand. So the whole point of a branding board is it's a one place where you've stored all your brand information so you can refer back to it easily. But also what you can do with that Word document is if you've got freelancers or developers working for you, you can send them that Word document and say, look, this is my brand. When you're doing you know, some work on my website, this is the information you need to, to use. So then you're not having to go back and forth with different 
um, fonts and colors and things. You've got it all in one document and it's really easy for everyone to follow. And that gives you a nice consistency uh, with anyone you're working with as well. So once you've got all your branding together in a branding board or, or document, basically what you want to do is push out your branding over all the mediums that you're using. So an example of that is you want to go and use your logo on your social media profile photos. Um, you know, you want to use your font on your website. You want to brand your packaging for your, if you've got a product-based business. You know, brand your packaging with that color and those fonts and the logo. And again, your website, same with your website with the colors. Uh, and go as far as setting up your email signature with your logo and do um, change your default font on your emails to the font that you use for your brand. You really need to present the same look and feel across all of your media. So it puts out to the, all your customers, they see a consistent brand, they see a professional brand, because the more they see the same branding, the more they'll remember it and remember you and your product. Okay, so one thing to note is you may need to modify some of the logo files to fit into your social media profiles, um, because some of them require a certain uh, sized file. So for example, Facebook, you know, um, for the profile photo for that, um, I think it's 1,080 pixels by 1,080 pixels. That's the size of the image you need for it to fit perfectly with their parameters. So you'll need to either have the person creating your brand to provide different sized logo files for different media, or do the modifications yourself on Photoshop and or Canva, um, which is a free option. And if you're unsure of what those are, you can do a Google search for different social media image sizes for profile photos. You'll find, you'll probably get a list of, you know, your Instagram, your Twitter and the Facebook um, sizes that they require. And then you can go and set all those up or have whoever's doing your branding uh, set them up for you. So I, th I guess what we've talked about is to date is if you're doing the branding yourself. Now, some people find that really fun and, and really comfortable to do. Some people, it's a complete nightmare for them. So it depends who you are and, and how creative you are. Um, so if the whole branding thing is beyond you, then there's a few options you can do. One is have a branding freelancer prepare your brand name, your logo, your colors, etc. for you. You know, these uh, freelancers are easy to find on Upwork or Fiverr. Um, but obviously the downside is you're paying a fee for them to do that work. And remember, you will still need to provide some ideas for them to work from. So that original discussion we had around doing like a brainstorm of ideas with images and words, that's the kind of thing you would need to put together in a Word document to be able to send a freelancer to give them some direction about how you want your brand to look and feel, and then let them create the actual final product for you. So another option, apart from using a freelancer, is to actually use a branding company to do the, do the branding for you. Yeah, this is going to be the most costly option, um, but the result going forward would be the most thorough and professional. So it may be worthwhile for you to do it like that. So if you want a more automated approach, you know, that's probably a bit more cost effective, then there's a site like, um, you can use a site like Brand Bucket. They basically offer a package which you can pay for, which will give you a domain, a logo, 
in a brand name and that's all packaged up in in one unique package that's solely yours you pay for it and it's yours to use and you don't really have to do anything apart from choose the one that suits the style that you know you're looking for so that's a really good option if you want a simple cost effective way to um you know do your branding so we'll put the brand bucket uh link in the show notes so you can go and have a look there okay emily Hi, I'm going to be talking to you about self-confidence in this episode uh, and why it's important and some ways of um, helping you to be more self-confident. I mean, it's not always easy to be confident in yourself, particularly if you're naturally self-critical. A lot of us are. But self-confidence is trusting in your own judgment and valuing yourself and feeling worthy. And it is vital in almost every aspect of our lives. Yet so many of us struggle to really find that. And sadly, it can become a bit of a vicious cycle. People who lack self-confidence are less likely to achieve the success that could give them more confidence. So for example, you may be inclined not to back a project that's pitched by someone who's visibly nervous, fumbling, constantly apologizing. On the other hand, you'd probably be persuaded by someone who speaks clearly, holds their head high and answers questions with assurance. Confident people inspire confidence in others, their audience, co-workers, their bosses, their customers, and their friends. So how can we be more self-confident? How can we show that a little bit more and get people to have confidence in us? So you can show it in many ways. In your behavior, your body language is really important. And in what you say and how you say it. You know, if you're a boss at work, it's really important that you are being confident so that your team have confidence in you. So projecting a positive image to others can really help to improve your self-confidence. And it's not just a matter of faking it. Um, If you project with confidence, others are more likely to respond well. So we said about body language. You know, if you are feeling anxious or nervous, you tend to make yourself smaller, you slouch, you hunch in with your shoulders. So things like simply just trying to sit up straight, putting your shoulders back will make you feel less stressed and more assertive. Also, regular exercise and your diet can really help improve your your physical and mental health. And that will then again impact on your self-confidence. Even maybe trying to do something like an achievement log, making a list of, of positive things about yourself, you know, making these positive affirmations about what you can do. And sometimes that those statements can be a really powerful way of really assuring yourself that you are good. You are good at what you do. And therefore, there's no need to be lacking in, in confidence. And sometimes you just need a bit of that boost. And so maybe just try that. Try listing 10 things that you are pleased about, that you're happy about and positive things that you've done in your life. And that will hopefully give you a little bit of a boost. Yeah, and I think that body language thing's important. But, um, you know, even if you do work alone and you're, you know, in terms of you're working from home and you might not have staff to, you know, effectively use your body language towards, but, you know, your body language sort of goes through into your voice. And, you know, so if you're talking with freelancers on the phone or even with a Zoom call, make sure that you, you know, if, you, if you're on a video call that you're sitting up straight and you're projecting, you know, um, I guess, a self-confident approach so then you know anyone you're working with can see that and you'll you know you will still get that response even though you might not be sitting in the same room as them yeah all right well that's good thanks emily and uh all we've got time for for episode 44 and we'll see you in the next one 
Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.